welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. And we're once again excited because we have another guest on and we've known Brandon for quite a while now. His name is Brandon Jaramillo, but in the music world, he is known as Bimoza. Yeah, so if you do not mind, well, welcome to being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. It's good to be here. If you don't mind, we are going to record and publish this episode with your permission. Absolutely. All right. So you've kind of been, you've done a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing this for a little while. Yeah. How did you start and talk to us a little bit about your kind of journey in music? Like, where did it start? How did you get that interest in it? I mean, really, it just came from family. Started out listening to like my dad's heavy metal albums and my mom liked the singer songwriter and pop princess type stuff. So really started there with stuff like Black Sabbath. I mean, Iron Maiden, all Creedence Clearwater Revival, you know, I have this diverse musical taste. Yeah. And I think a lot of it just comes from my family. Okay. Well, that is quite the, from heavy metal to the little more girly song song. Yeah. (laughs) That was for Rita. (laughs) (laughs) Every morning, I could hear her singing while she was getting ready before school. (laughs) But that's kind of awesome to have music in your your life. Because I don't think people understand just the value of it, Mm -hmm. you know, on so many levels. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it's a part of our everyday life. You hear it in grocery stores, when you go out to eat at restaurants, like... Without music, life would be pretty boring. I know, right? And it sets the tone for everything. It's the background in, in movies. You try to watch something, a movie that hasn't had the music set to it, and mm-hmm. how weird is it? It would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> we, we actually did that. We were watching the making of this movie, and so they just showed it, and it was like, it really messed with us mm-hmm. for a minute. Yeah. And then they go, and now we're going to add the music. And they're like, oh, my God, it changed the whole feel the music of music really just, it brings you in. It creates yes. that environment. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool for us to see that, you know, and to realize just the value of music even in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. really you know, adds that dramatic effect. It really does. <laughs> it, or it could alter it completely. Yes. There's a lot of instances where it'll, you know, maybe the music wasn't quite right for the scene, and it kind of just takes you out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. And then you wonder, why is it that that's not working mm-hmm. for me? And then if you sit back, it's like, the music did not work. Because mm-hmm. it hits on an emotional level. Yeah, absolutely. So you started in music because you write music, mm-hmm. and but you also do instruments. Yep. So talk a little bit about both of those. So I guess my, my first love was the drums over here. That This is actually my first drum set that I was given by my Uncle John, whose guitar that is, too. Okay. That's really what started it, you know. I loved listening to it, but I always had this this feeling inside that I had to get out. Mm -hmm. And you know, when I when I sat at the throne and started playing the drums, I kind of felt that sense of, I guess, euphoria. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. That's kind of a neat way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Because there's a difference between the person who listens and the person who plays. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're playing, that probably does feel very different than when you listen. Yes. So, like, when you're playing, you said you get that kind of euphoric feeling. Uh-huh. Is that because you're more a part of the music versus just listening? Or? I would say so. Where you're listening, a lot of people listen passively. You know, it's it's there or in the background or you're laying on your bed and just kind of laying to it. Whereas when you're playing, it's more immersive. You're, mm-hmm. you're in it and you're a part of it. And it's a different feeling, I guess, I can't describe. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of makes sense. I think it's a lot of times when we do different things, 
when we're the active participant versus mm -hmm. the person who's just kind of watching it, right? you know, unfold in front of you. Because we've been to a few of your concerts mm -hmm. and there is a lot of high energy. Yes. You know, so it's, it's kind of a very different thing. And your concerts are a little different because it's not concerts where you go sit in a chair and you right. sit there and watch. Right. No, there's way more energy. Very than traditional, that. and you just sit there and wait till the end to clap. And mm -hmm. No, yeah. no. Whereas I, I like making it an experience for people. Yeah. You're, you know, you're going out. You're, you're spending your hard-earned money on these tickets to go see a show, and you kind of just want to escape from the day to day. And I want to be able to bring that happiness out of people and just kind of take them away for a little bit. Yeah. So we can fight right to the front, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's such an engagement because the energy level is different. So people are, you know, and they know your lyrics and stuff. So they're singing along mm -hmm. or their their hands are in the air. There's so much energy to mm -hmm. it. What does the energy provide for you? <sighs> really, it's just a common place for everybody to be equal. You know, okay. we're we're all in this same shared space in this point in time, and let's just embrace it and live it to the fullest. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So you play drums, but you have yep. guitars here. I do. So. Dabble a little bit in guitar, and uh, I play piano as well. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Now, you listen to all different genres, and yes. I know you said heavy metal was a big influence, but you do rap. Yep. So how did you get more into that? And do you, is that more your passion or do you uh, feel like it's all over? <laughs> I think rap has kind of been the thing where I was able to write out my feelings in a creative way mm. and kind of taking out any anger and frustration or any heavy emotion and being able to translate that to the paper and put it in a positive light okay. instead of acting out or doing something irrational mm -hmm. okay so i know now recently you did a show where you were just drums right is yes. that okay yep. so unfortunately we had to miss that one but <laughs> <laughs> would you rather be doing that or would you rather be rapping what's um i think there's a time and a place for both mm -hmm. me on the drums like i said it's kind of my first love it's where i'm most comfortable because okay. i've spent so much time on it and you know, that's what I went to college for and everything was performance and drum performance. Okay. But rap is really where it's more personal, I guess, a, a way to tell my story. Yeah. Okay. I always want to know, how did you come up with B Moza? <laughs> <laughs> so B, everybody just called me B growing up. I was just, you know, shortened to the letter and I was, hey B, hey, what's up B? Hey, everybody just called me B. And Moza is just an homage to where I come from. I was born in Alamosa. I call it, everybody calls it Moza. And okay. Okay. So I just, who I am and where I'm from, be Moza. Right. Because you also do the 719. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So you were up in Springs and now you're back in the Valley. Yep. And how do you feel like that plays into what you want to do? And It was a reset for sure. Kind of had to learn to adjust to not being in the city and being so accessible to like the recording studio I worked at or even being able to do shows as often as I wanted to. Yeah. So I really had to start doing more stuff on the internet and doing more like social media type stuff mm -hmm. to keep engagement. Right. Whereas I didn't get as much FaceTime and stuff with everybody in Springs and Denver and, you know, I don't have as much time to go out like I did before. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're on that path of fulfilling that dream? Or do you feel like there's all these little detours sometimes that are... <laughs> I mean, I think 
when you're passionate about something and when you're actively pursuing something, there's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be, you know, a sidestep here, a hurdle there. I mean, you just got to take it in stride and kind of navigate through it. Mm-hmm. What keeps you motivated to do it, though? Because, I mean, I think motivation is such an important thing. And I think, you know, when you're trying to juggle being a dad, mm-hmm. you know, you're a dad, you're a husband, you work. Yep. How do you find the balance within that to still do your passion, which is the music? Oh, I think it's just it really comes down to how passionate you are about it. If you're really in love with what you're doing and you feel like it's what you need to be doing, you're you're going to make the time or just engage in it at, at some sort of level to keep kind of moving forward, to keep that momentum and that motivation. You know, one of the things I think is so cool is your son. He... He's a character. Freaking loves music. <laughs> he does. Yeah. For some reason, it just, you watch him. I always love the little videos you guys post because when you watch him with the music, he becomes a part of the music. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you expect that? Because I, you have your daughter too. Yeah. Is, is she? <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll play, you know, we have the Alexa in there and we'll, we'll put on music when we're cleaning and stuff and <laughs> <laughs> belly. <laughs> yeah. we'll, your engines every once in a while <laughs> right <laughs> let everybody know uh-huh. no but we'll put on music and stuff when they're cleaning and they'll start dancing around jazzy ha- jazzy has her little her little dance that she does and jay starts <laughs> singing there's always music playing in our house so i kind of i kind of expected that they would just have this love for it but he, yeah. his is almost when you watch him it's like this immersive mm-hmm. thing like He's almost a part of the music. Right. You know, it's like you see his little head and it's like everything's going on in there. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in his eyes, the expression yes. on his face where he's just, that's where he's at right now. Right. And your wife? Yep. Is she musically inclined or? <laughs> she is. Uh, she, you know, did choir and stuff like that in uh, school. She doesn't really do it so much anymore, but she, you know, active listening. Okay. okay. Your family's very supportive of you. Yes. You know, which is kind of. A cool thing it because... It is. It, it, it helps to have that, that team and that group of people who help lift you up. Right. Because it's interesting. When we go to your concerts, you see that group mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at all the concerts. You know what I mean? Yep. So, like, this really nice following, and a lot of them are your family. Yeah. 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 They take pride in it, too, because, like, not a lot of people in my family have done something like this. You know, they, they haven't put themselves out there like mm-hmm. that. You know, right. where you're in front of these, this group of random people mm-hmm. and you're just bearing your soul. And I think that's something that they can take pride in too. Yeah. What is that like for you? You know, because there is something, right? Yeah, getting up in <laughs> front of people and performing like that. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. Like, do you have it's a just, thought process before or do you have anxiety or is it just like, I do think, you throw up and, you know, and go on? My, I don't know. My pre-ritual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think everybody gets performance anxiety. If you don't, then it's probably not for you because you're not getting that rush out of it. Mm-hmm. You're not getting that that higher sense of something else. Yeah. Like if, if you don't feel that anxiety, you're, it's probably not for you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of not moving you. Right? right, right. It's just another thing that you do. And sometimes I think what you can almost see that with some performers when you go watch them, mm-hmm. there's... Almost like a disconnect. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas you are very, very connected to your audience. Absolutely. That's Mm -hmm. that's what you're there for as a performer. 
Yeah. I mean, the music is what brought everybody together, but really they're there for that experience. Very true. And so you were doing a lot of concerts. You, you know, you had your, you were working in the recording studio there, mm-hmm. which we really appreciated because did a wonderful job of doing some recordings for Christy. Oh, they and, were a blast. We appreciated um, there were some that. Fun, fun sessions. Yeah. You know, and I'm still pushing for you two to get together, collaborate, you know, <laughs> because not, you don't just rap. You, you, you did a really great rendition of Tennessee whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That comes from hearing my mom every morning in yeah. the bathroom singing <laughs> as she's getting ready. Yeah. Um, that's what I would wake up to. I'd wake up every morning and she was singing along to her David Gray or, or whoever was popular on the radio at that time. And I love the melodies of everything. And I love how you can get a wide variety of instruments to blend into this harmonious experience. That's a really good way of putting it. Right. Because you're always listening to music. Yes. <laughs> I don't have that luxury because of my job. I have to kind of listen to the person in front of me. Right. But every once in a while I'll be there like, what's she listening to over there? <laughs> yeah. She's in her office jamming out. But it changes the feel of your home too. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that music, you know, really is that universal language that Absolutely. we don't talk about. Right. How many times do people, when you say, I do rap, because... Sometimes rap has a very, not it's, negative, but misunderstood. Misunderstood, and, and it's mm-hmm. people are standoffish from it. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess not quite as much anymore, because if you think there's a lot of people embracing, like Morgan Wallen has like this hip-hop beat with like his music, and he's a country singer. Mm-hmm. So like a lot more genres are embracing hip-hop and rap and accepting it as part of theirs. I think that's true, yeah. You are starting to see that. Is he the one we saw? No. Oh, no, because we saw one with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Because he went to the Snoop Dogg. It was a a country (laughs) performer, and he opened for him, but I can't remember. Yeah, so he has rap in his. Okay. So it was kind of a cool thing to to hear that blending. Mm Mm-hmm. It was we hadn't I hadn't heard it I don't know if you had. And he he has a collaboration with Snoop Snoop Dogg too. Okay. Yeah. Trying to think. That might be. I want to say champagne something, but I don't even know if that's what it is. You know. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> we listen to a lot of things. But. I hear you. <laughs> so you went from doing more performances. Are you performing now? Not so much. I think the, the last one that I did was when I was drumming. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm just trying to work on my album and getting my catalog up again and having more content to, to share with the fans and with, with everybody and start engaging more before I start doing shows. Oh, okay. You've been setting up this space, this studio space in your home. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be doing some of the stuff like you were doing over there in Springs? How you had, you know, different, like you, when you worked with me, mm-hmm. you had people come in. Are you doing anything like that here? Uh, I'm getting set up for it. I have a couple people who come in every now and then and we work on stuff. But right now I'm trying to get, I'm in the beginning stages of getting an actual studio set up in here in Alamosa. Oh, Okay. And getting that going, it's going to be like a recording and teaching studio. Oh, okay. nice. It seems like that would be a fun thing, especially with little kids. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, are you teaching your kids to play instruments? Or? Not yet. Not really teaching. We do play every now and then. I'll set up the keyboard and they'll come out and play with me. Or, you know, we'll play on the cajon or even just 
hang out here and jam out and listen to <laughs> everywhere we go. Okay, mm -hmm. you have to explain what the cajon means. The cajon, so the cajon is a Latin percussive instrument. It's basically just like a box with some snare strings in it. Can we hear that? Real <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So we can get an idea of what that means because people are like, what is that? <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's just the Latin percussive instrument. So like you hear a lot of it in like singer songwriter like acoustic music where you don't want like a full drum kit hmm. okay um, that's neat see that's another fun thing a little fun toy to have mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely well we definitely miss the performances so <laughs> it'll be cool when you can get back to oh, that yeah. it, it's, it's coming Good. I promise. <laughs> Good. So will you be performing just down here? Will you be back in the Springs? I'll be back in the Springs, and I'm looking to head out more towards uh, the Southwest as well. Arizona and New Mexico, and maybe hit, you know, the, the coast. Oh, okay. oh, nice. Cool. Let's talk a little bit about your process. Mm -hmm. So say if you're doing an album, what does that look like? Really, it just starts with finding beats that I think will tell a story. Mm. Something that's emotional, you know, invokes a certain type of emotion and then I'll feed off that and kind of just run scenarios in my head or you know, reflect on things that I've gone through and kind of build up a story from there. Cool. You know, a lot of the stuff you're doing, this is your life. And mm -hmm. so there's a vulnerability to that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're telling your story mm -hmm. and do you ever have feedback about it or have you, how do you deal with feedback about it? Well, as an artist, I think you have to be able to take constructive criticism. Not everything you do is going to resonate with every single person. It's going to hit different people in different ways. And so you have to embrace the fact that they have a difference of opinion. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, make the music for yourself, because that's ultimately what it's about. If it resonates with the people, that's who you need to kind of put your focus towards. Do you think that people, when they're listening to your music, do they think they sit there and say, that's his life he's talking about? Or do you think that people think that's you're just singing a song? I think at first it's the latter. I think everybody kind of just listens at first and they hear the beat and then they kind of go from there on whether they want to hear again. And so it's a process for everyone. Mm -hmm. Okay. So at first, you know, you want that, that catchy beat. You know, it's usually it's the beat that catches them and then they'll start with the catch the hooks. You'll hear them singing the hook. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it'll just build the more they listen to it. Yeah. Do you find that when you do those, that music that is about your life, does that create emotion in you? Absolutely. And so to me, it's, it's like a therapeutic thing. It's yeah. a very cathartic thing. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> Is that something that you, when you're doing that and you're saying, I'm going to write about this part of my life that may have been a dark part or maybe whatever mm -hmm. that is, do you have that thought process in there? Like when I do this, then that might make things better or that's my expression of that. And then it's done. Or what is that for you though? I think writing it out and having it there and being able to see it definitely helps. It helps release any feelings or emotions that you have for that instance or that this idea you've put down on paper that you've experienced it 
it's definitely like a sense of relief. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Well, I think it it's interesting because I don't think that maybe a lot of people understand when people perform just how much of them is in a performance. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm buying a ticket to this person and not really understanding that there's a story behind things. Right. And there's a lot. This person has a life mm-hmm. behind that you're not seeing up on stage. Right. There's a life behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then to be able to, as a performer, to navigate both of those stories. Right. How do you navigate that? Like you said, with balance, sometimes the scale tips one way or another. It's, you got to find a way to bring it back and even even the playing field. What are some of the things you do to help you balance? Uh, my wife definitely helps me keep me balanced. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say about every man behind every man is a strong woman? Is or a something strong like? woman, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's just recognizing... You know, symptoms of burnout. If you're, you know, feeling a certain way about something, maybe you should take a step back and readjust and refocus and kind of figure out that path again. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've had to do that at, at some point with your music where you've had to kind of step away sometimes? Oh, yeah. Several times. I think it's just part of the process. Right. Like I said, there's always obstacles and there's always hurdles and you got to be able to sidestep or take a step back and kind of reanalyze. Yeah. I think the, you know, we did an episode on mental health in men. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes men don't talk about, you know, they're, they're having all this stuff going on. But, you know, we just say, okay, that's anger. Right. So, you know, it's okay to have your anger and all that. But there's so much more depth to men than that. But, yeah. And it sounds like in your music, you're able to do that in a way that is still socially accepted too, you right. know, that nothing's right. Oh, Brandon's crying. Well, that, yeah, they're not passing judgment or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's part of my writing process as well is trying to ev- invoke an emotion, but maybe removed slightly so it's not quite that intense, mm-hmm. you know, or kind of just doing it in a different light, which you see in, in a, a long, a lot of different like songwriters do that. Well, they'll have, you know, this upbeat song, but it's really dramatic. Mm-hmm. About a vulnerability. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I think there's a difference. I think everybody's vulnerable. Absolutely. You know, I just think that people hide their their feeling around the vulnerability and stuff. But I think in some ways when you're a performer, if well, I think it depends on if you're a healthy performer. Because there's also when they're not, you don't have a healthy place for it or right. with it, right. then it messes with you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's that balance you're talking about, too, is that you can't go out there and really be in that moment when that emotion was so strong. Right. Because then when you're up there and, you know, it's a really sad one, you can't be crying through your song. Yeah. (laughs) You can't just break down (laughs) mid-song. I mean, you could. Well, you could. (laughs) Well, this was very traumatic, (laughs) y'all. And that's like through the writing process, you there's. A certain level of acceptance and and understanding that yes, I went through this, but I'm I'm here and I'm I'm better for it. Right. So you do a lot of writing for yourself, obviously. Do you mm-hmm. write for other people or do you just strictly write Mo- for you? Mostly myself. When I was in the studio, I'd give you know little ideas to to clients that I had. Oh, maybe try this. Oh, maybe do a little something with this in the vocal. Mm-hmm. But mostly for myself, and I you know I do make I. I'm a beat maker and I produce, so I make beats and stuff as well. And those I do for other people. But as far as like when it comes to the lyrics, it's mostly just my story. 
or so, like my people story. Right. So like if somebody comes in and says, Mimosa, I need a beat. Mm-hmm. Do they give you some idea of what that is? Or do you just say, okay, I'm going to create a beat and see how that works? Because there's some type, there has to be some kind of communication. I would mm-hmm. imagine. Do they bring you lyrics or do you just start? It kind of depends. Usually you'll, you'll start with like, I'll start with just the catalog I have. We'll go through some stuff, see if they like it. If something hits and they're like, yeah, I like something like that. But maybe I want to do a little something different with the drones or I want to do a little something with the 808s or something like that. Then we'll just build a custom beat that was similar to that idea, but a different thought process over here. And you do that for all genres or? Mostly rap and hip hop, but I do have a couple clients who are asking for like, they want like a country song for their website. So when people go to their website, they have the song playing, or, you know, so I have been asked to do other things as well. Okay. Oh, nice. And I think that's kind of cool. We talk all the time about how, or she'll say, do you think, you know, if these two people came together, how that music would sound, do mm-hmm. you do... Because you two are very much musical, so you're listening in a very different way, I think, than other people listen. Do you do the same thing when you're hearing people? Do you say, yeah, that maybe works for you or it doesn't work for you? Or how do you politely tell them? Really, it's just, hey, I don't think this is what you're meaning. It's not going to go the way you think it is once it's mixed or once, you know, we we add the bells and whistles. It's not going to sound the way you think it's going to sound. Let's try doing this real quick and just see how that sounds. Mm. Are people really receptive to that? Or do you get some that say, I want it my way? <laughs> Both ways. Most of the time they're real receptive and real open to the ideas that you give them. Mm-hmm. But there definitely are some that are more, they're stuck and that's how they want it. And then yeah, I'm <laughs> got to oblige. <laughs> <laughs> you want them to come back? Come back. <laughs> we'll see how that works for you. Yep. <laughs> Just don't say that was my beat. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, use my name Brandon, not be Mozart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is because, you know, you, you hear it differently. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know even when Christy was recording with you, you're hearing it different too. Yeah. She says she hears it different when she's singing it. So, it's like you have to have this relationship where I would think if you're coming into a studio, you're going to trust the person who's there because you obviously don't have that skill set. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> right. But that's really cool that you get to be a part of that creative process. Absolutely. Yeah. Are there ever times where you just say, that's not for me? Not really. I mean, I, I love music in all capacities. Okay. Like, I, I have a real diverse musical taste. So even if it's different and not something that I'm ne- necessarily used to, I'm still going to try to find a way to shed light on it. <laughs> I remember these things as I go along. That's how my brain works. So you said, what is your background in music? Because you said you went to college? hmm And what did you go to college so for? So I went to UCCS for uh, music performance and technology. And break that down for us. So basically, um, <laughs> my focus was the drums, but it was also incorporating like technology into live performance. Mm-hmm. So like using triggers and loop machines and, and stuff like that and incorporating that in live performance. Oh, break that down a little bit more. What do you mean by doing that in live performance? So let's say you're, let's say I have like my drum kit set up, right? And I, you know, just play a quick, just a quick four pattern or four bar beat, just one and two and three and four. And then you take that and you run it through a machine where it loops it. 
And so now you have this continuous play of that beat, and then you can build up on that with oh, other instruments. Okay. Yeah. And if somebody's doing that, if you were doing that, say the technical piece of it, mm-hmm. you're somewhere else and you're putting that into the loop, whatever or, they're wanting. Or... or it's just part of the performance, and you, oh, okay. you incorporate that into your performance. So yeah. you start with that basic beat, and then you grab another instrument, you start playing, and then it, you loop it like that. Oh, wow. So you can do all of it right up there? Mm-hmm. You don't need your whole band? Yep. And then you can create new songs just on the spot, just like that. That's neat. That's talent. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever, you know, because oftentimes, you know, people will have where they do those things where they'll do the rap back and forth on the spot. Do you do that? Every now and then. I used to a lot more when I was first getting started. Mm-hmm. And now I think I mostly just focus on the writing aspect. Mm-hmm. What do you think made you shift or? I think most of it was, I just, I enjoy putting a story together mm-hmm. and, and writing out a story instead of just rhyming words. Okay. okay. So that is a huge difference because that is kind of, you, you kind of listen to the rhyme of it where mm-hmm. you're right. You're, you're telling this story. What song sticks out in your head as the song that moves you the most that you've done? It's a tough one. There's a different song for a different occasion or a different emotion or something different that brings something out of me. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can say that it comes down to one song specifically. So you don't have like a little anthem that you have? <laughs> I don't. I have a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> this is my mood today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I think is really cool about music, too, is that there is a song for every single mood out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does not matter. I don't care. You know, and you could have a playlist of 300 and you could find 30 of them. Yep. This is my mood. And mm-hmm. you can play that because somebody does. <laughs> I never know what genre we're going to have in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But you uh, always know what the mood's going to be. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be there like, I wonder why she's playing this today. <laughs> you know, is this our workout music? It's not quite hitting me the right way. <laughs> you know, yeah. She's in there singing and doing all of her stuff. And I'm there like... I'm not feeling it. I'll go downstairs. Put on your own music. <laughs> really? Getting ready to work out and she's got polka. Yeah. Or something. Like that. Or she'll have this slower song and she but I understand you're doing it more for maybe the words. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, sometimes it's the words. Well, and I always start out with stretching, so sometimes, you know, it's it's something slower when I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's not getting her set for her, you know, in motion. She forgets to change it. (laughs) Got to turn it up a little bit. But but I think that is cool, though, because I think, you know, and you do, you see it everywhere you go, there's music. Mm -hmm. You know, in a gym, they're always playing certain kinds of music. When you're the elevator, I've never understood (laughs) elevator music. Is it because they want you off the elevator? I don't get it. So you don't stay in there. Yeah, yeah. So you don't stay in too long. <laughs> it's not even my floor, but I'll get off yeah. and walk the rest. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. But there's somebody out there who probably loves it, and for you, yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you <know>? Right? <laughs> you just, they, never just know. they walk into the elevator like this is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> Then you'll yeah. sit there and wonder, I wonder what their life is really like. Right. <laughs> the excitement. What does right. that say about you? <laughs> so, summer's here. So, do you feel like, you know, because driving in Colorado, for if you're not from Colorado, you don't understand. Uh-huh. You don't want to be driving up and down the roads in 
you know, this kind of weather, nope. uh, winter weather. So does that open up more for you to say, oh, yeah, I can go here and maybe perform? Because, you know, I know you perform oh, yeah. uh, quite a bit at Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something you're going to, you're thinking of doing? Yeah, yeah, definitely going to start doing more shows again. Um, just, like I said, just trying to build the catalog again and try to finish my album before I start doing that. Mm-hmm. How far are you from finishing your album? A couple months out from being completely done. So about 18 songs. Yep, about 18 right now. That could change depending on how everything goes. Do you ever write songs about your kids? Mm-hmm. None that I've put out into the world yet, but yeah, I've definitely written a couple. Okay. Is it kind of like mellow rap? What? <laughs> <laughs> like cool jazz. <laughs> Mostly reflection, emotional, you know, in nature. Not really like sad but like you know sentimental sentimental absolutely yeah Yeah. so do you think that you'll eventually do that in the future that you'll put them out oh yeah probably at some point okay (laughs) but maybe not part of this 18 due to the fact that it's different very different content (laughs) when i write when i write my albums i have this this concept or this theme in mind that i kind of base everything off of okay so what did you conceptualize for this one this one is more of a focus on what's happened over the last two years, personally and professionally, just kind of reflecting on everything that's gone on, because I really haven't had a chance to sit back and, and write and do all that. Mm-hmm. So just kind of going through that and getting all that frustration or all that emotion out. You're right. Going from springs back to the valley. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your audience changes a little bit? I don't know that it changed, but I definitely wasn't as active when I moved back as I was when I was in Springs. Mm-hmm. So that may that may have been the change. Or maybe it's not so much the, the audience changes, but the venues. So where would a venue be here that you would perform at? <sighs> Few and far between. Because I mean, they have a lot of places you can perform here if you do kind of the... The singer-songwriter or the folk type. Yes. Yeah, stuff like that. But, yeah, as far as rap, they're not as accepting. Right. Will you ever do an album that's not rap? Because you yeah. have an amazing voice. Yeah. Eventually I will. Because, I, I, you know, I like to experiment with music and stuff. So I'm sure I will eventually. But right now, rap is just what kind of moves me. Right. So when you think of, if you're, say you were going to do an album that wasn't rap... What style would that be, do you think? Oh, probably rock and metal, or maybe a little bit of country in there. I could see the rock and metal where uh-huh. the country comes from. <laughs> Look, we have rock with dad, no, metal with dad, well, a little bit of rock with your mom, but more of that. <laughs> the diva. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. The pop divas. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is it about those those particular things that... Is it just growing up listening to it or... Because you didn't mention just, country before. The musical styles just kind of describe me and, and who I am. And they kind of just resonate with me and my lifestyle. Country. <laughs> I've never really much been a fan of country. But I can appreciate the musicality of it. Okay. okay. Yeah. I agree with that. Because mm-hmm. we're not fans of it. But there are things about it I can appreciate. Yeah. Right. And I think that for everybody, it's just you have to find what kind of resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and 
But it would be interesting to hear an album with, because like I said, you have an amazing voice. And Thank not you. that rappers, you can't tell that with them. Mm-hmm. So it's not that. But oftentimes, you know, people will say, uh, wasn't it even T-Pain? They said, he's got a beautiful voice, but he's rapping. He's like, and, you know, and then they heard his voice and he's, he's got an amazing voice, yep. you know. Yep. So it's one of those things. I think it just, for other people, it's hearing the range you have and all those other things that they're yeah. wanting. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. That little extra that most people don't see. Mm-hmm. I keep telling her she got to practice on her rap. Do it. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> she th- what, do you feel like it's a harder thing or what? Out of curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> For me. This has got to be faster or what? I guess. <laughs> you have to chop. <laughs> really? When did you first do rap? Do you see what I mean? Like, it's like you wake so, up one day and you say, I think I'm going to do this or what? <laughs> yeah. I, I started, like, trying to write raps in, like, middle school. Mm-hmm. Really. And, you know, I, I was listening, you know, at the time was listening to people like 50 Cent all G Unit and, and even underground stuff like Little Rob, you know, like SPM. Mm-hmm. Really, it was just it was part of the culture here. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know this this is what everybody listened to, and this is what this is what we we listened to in our spare time. If it wasn't that, it was you know stuff like Three Days Grace, you know the new metal stuff like Slipknot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. But for rap, I think it was just listening to the stories people told. So it's interesting because for you, it, it always comes back to the story. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because it's almost like it always comes back to the story because that's kind of, once again, your cathartic place. That's the place yes. where you get to work through whatever it is you're working through. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, say, like if your wife hears it for the first time, do you feel like she goes, oh, yeah, I remember that. I know, I know where that comes <laughs> yeah. from. <laughs> Yeah, we have conversations where she's guessing like, oh, I, I remember that. Or, oh, this is about this, huh? And I was like, yeah. Is it ever, oh, this is about me and we better change <laughs> the lyrics? <laughs> no, no, I don't think I've written anything that is, that's, <laughs> that's going to get you in trouble. It's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. But no, I'm, you know, I mean, I think if you're, you're writing music, because you, you can write music too, that's not like about your family, that's not. That can be very inspiring as well. Yeah. You know, if you feel like these people lift you up, then you can put that somewhere in there too. Absolutely. I was trying to remember what her favorite song, because I remember she posted she the one that she really liked. The one that Katie liked? Mm-hmm. Is, well, Rest of My Life was the one I wrote for her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you, you wrote that for her, but what is that to kind of give us a little bit of the story? So that's it, basically the story of our, our relationship and, and starts off with how we met and just kind of goes through it tells our story because you guys started dating in high school uh summer before it was the summer before freshman year oh wow oh, wow mm-hmm. see i only saw y'all in high school you know uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so the summer before so y'all been together for a little hot minute 18 years oh, wow like wow mm. 18 years and two kids uh-huh wow i did not realize that I knew you guys were dating in high school, yep. but I did not realize it was right before high school. Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy. It, it's unheard of anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's kind of. What do you think keeps that for you two? Because that is kind of unheard of, and especially when you start that young into it. I think a lot of it is we just we grew up together. 
we spent the time to learn how each other ticks. Okay. And so we have this this mutual understanding and and of how we live and how we move forward. Mm. Okay. And you know, I think that sometimes that's the thing people aren't getting to know each other. It's more like that that kind of surfacey stuff. That sense of instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I might not like that, but there's so much more that I do like. And you're willing to kind of get into those other layers yeah, versus, yeah. oh, well, no, that's kind of weird. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Of it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I understand then why that song would be one of her favorites mm-hmm. or why you would write it for her because you guys have been in this for the long haul. Oh, yeah. You know, there's been ups and downs in it, you know, and I don't think any relationship is all up. Oh, no, you know, no. It's kind of better if it, there's some downs because then you have some good material. Gives <laughs> <laughs> more depth to the music. Right. <laughs> Can you come fight with me today? Let's go. I have to write. I need inspiration. There we go. <laughs> I don't know if that's the way to do it, but. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to get some content here. Man. Come on. <laughs> You know? Come on, I got three more songs. Let's go. <laughs> Didn't you hear? He's almost done with this album. <laughs> but I do think it's that. And I think that, like I said, you know, we've known you for a long time. And we've kind of, for me, it's been really cool. And I know for you as well, to watch you on this journey mm-hmm. and to see that growth. And, and, you know, from the first time we heard you even to now, you can I don't know, maybe maturity. I don't know if that's the word for it. It could be it. I mean, artists change over time. You can't expect them to do the same thing over and over and over again. Right. And when they do, I get very bored with Mm -hmm. it very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) No, and it is, but it it is. It's 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 been such a pleasure for us, you know. And appreciate your family. You know, we've known them. Your mom and dad are so near and dear to us. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's really cool, and we appreciate the fact that you, when you do have those concerts, you let us know, because we really are about supporting you, because your, we like your music, mm-hmm. and we just like you guys as people, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then I think that's really the big thing. Mm-hmm. So We enjoy the energy of the, the concerts. energy, yes. yes. It does. It speaks to people. I think it's, it's, it's a really cool thing, and I am a little ADHD, so I'm going to tell you this, because this is also organic. Talk to them about this little collection you got going on there. (laughs) My little horror collection. Yeah. I see Chucky here. I mean, Freddy. Little Michael Myers. Scary clowns. (laughs) Billy, the little jigsaw doll. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look at from uh, the mayor from uh, Uh, Nightmare Before Before Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. What got you into this? I just. I love horror. I've, I've always been a fan of the genre. Okay. From when I was a kid. Like, my family used to put on the haunted house when I was in middle school every year. Mm-hmm. Freaky haunted houses, people. <laughs> yeah. If they included any of these characters, for sure. <laughs> because Halloween is kind of your guys's. Oh, Halloween, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. We yeah. Definitely our favorite. That's pretty cool. Well, maybe there's a little rap in there, too. Guys. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a good one. <laughs> that would scare anybody. Right? <laughs> no, it's a really cool collection here. I've just always loved it. I've always loved horror and that emotion it invokes, you know, there but you in a safe space. Right. Really. 
So real quickly before we get off, can you, you're on, you said social media. Tell us yep. your social medias. Plug uh, them here for a minute. Come on. Instagram is at B dot underscore Moza. Facebook, B dot underscore Moza. Where else am I at? TikTok, same, B dot underscore Moza. Wherever you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music at youtube and so would someone be able to how would someone reach out to you if they want to because i know you said that you're getting the studio set up to yeah. where that you're going to be doing lessons and all of that yep so able to... we do have the studio instagram it's uh moza music studio okay and then we also have the email which is moza music studio at gmail.com okay okay nice see a lot of stuff going on yeah. and you also have merchandise i do I do. So, are you able to get that merchandise on? Um, you can find it on Store Frontier, storefrontier.com, or uh, just uh, any of my social medias. Contact me and we can ship it out to you. Okay. He has some really cool stuff. We do have a few products. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. And, Thank you, you know, ladies, for having me. You know, uh, hopefully, people who listen here, you know, even if we get one more listener to your music, and that's how we are. We. It's not about the masses. It's if, if you can touch one person Absolutely. and make a difference, man, you've done it. And that's that's all that matters. So thank you so much for being with us today. It's, it's always a pleasure for us. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Right. And thank you all for listening. We hope that you have a really great week, and we will be back next week. Bye. Bye.